<laughs> I am so excited to be with you all. I am so excited that Fasayo asked me to be a part of um, of her vision board party. This is actually the first vision board party I've ever been at, attended, not even just as a speaker, but just period. <laughs> so I am so excited to be here and to speak with you all and um, to get to know her over this past week. We've been uh, following each other the past uh, couple of months and I was excited when she asked me to be a part of her conference. So um, I'm just thankful to be here and I'm thankful for um, how Delita started it off. She was um, awesome. So thank you for that and for all the different words that you gave us. Um, and so Isaiah 61, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Amen. I want to take you guys on a journey uh, real quick. And so if you would all please close your eyes for a moment. Get rid of all distractions and close your eyes. So imagine this. Imagine that tug of war game we used to play when we were little kids. So you pick up your side of the rope and on the other side of the rope is the devil. You both pick up your sides and you're going through this tug of war. You're going back and forth, back and forth. You're winning one moment and the devil is winning the next moment. Mm. So going back and forth and back and forth. All of a sudden the devil just has a big tug you fall, the devil wins that round. And before you know it, he starts to turn around and starts walking while you're still on that rope. So you are being dragged for days, being dragged for months, being dragged for years. And of course, no healing is occurring because you're still on that rope. <laughs> so your body is scabbed up and your body can't heal because you're constantly being drugged through the mud, through life. And one day you decide, after you've been drugged for so long, you decide to look up. And then on the other side of that rope is you. All this time you thought it was the devil, you thought it was mama, you thought it was dad, you thought it was your brother. But on the other side of that rope was you dragging yourself through the mud, through the fire all those years. And when you see that it was you, that was on the other side of that rope, you immediately drop your side of the rope. You cry for a moment and then you look up to heaven. Now, everybody, I want you to open your eyes. What did that make you feel like? Knowing that every single thing that you have been going through, the devil may have whispered a word, but you took his word <laughs> and you ran with that word. And you didn't allow yourself to drop the rope quicker than what you could have done. And so I had to go ahead and bring up that parallel to all of our struggles, all the different things that we deal with and why we try to even have a battle with the devil, knowing that the, the battle is the Lord's. <laughs> we, we can never outsmart and outdo Satan. But I wanted to give that parallel of what we do, even unto ourselves and how it hinders our purpose, the same way Israel hindered themselves through their disobedience, through all the different things that they did. So when we look at Isaiah 61, God is saying, Isaiah is saying, arise, even after you've been disobedient. <laughs> arise, even after you have forsaken me. Now arise after you've looked towards false gods. And now arise because maybe, just maybe, you have finally come to your senses. Now arise because I have a savior to redeem you now arise because I have come. And not only the coming Christ, because he hasn't even come yet, but in preparation for him, I will save you from yourself. 
I will save you from yourself. And that is amazing that God will say, you know, even in a quick moment of clarity, we can say, all right, God, even though I've been in this, this mess, in this mud, <laughs> let, me, let me go back to you. And that's very important that even in that moment of clarity, we go ahead and start moving right then and there. Because we, uh, sometimes the moment of clarity doesn't come um, all the time. But when it comes, that's God saying, all right, now, listen, listen to me. <laughs> and it's amazing because I, I myself had to have that moment of clarity because I went through alcoholism for seven years. And every single moment that I had a moment of clarity, I didn't allow it to sink in long enough for me to stop drinking, for me to stop to start drinking less. And so what happened was I went seven whole years of that struggle, of that shame and guilt of having sex before marriage and having that stronghold of, okay, well, now that I'm just, now that I'm just out there, I'm just going to just stay out here. <laughs> All that time, God was like, hey, Kendra, come back. Ken, Ken, come on. Hello, I'm here. And I kept ignoring him. So if God is giving you a moment of clarity right now, just as Delita said, right now is the moment because he said, arise. You can rise even through the struggles, even through your, the mindset that you've been having all of 2020 and, and even beforehand. And so I wanna talk to you about the mind shift that comes with rising from where you were to actually living in your purpose. And so I wanna kind of give a quick scenario of a different, different um, I guess you would say generations. Um, so for those who may be in, in high school that are up here um, or even college, I wanna start off with there. And so the high school tug of war, peer pressure, <laughs> being unorganized, um, having that depression because of the different social norms and seeing people who just look beautiful and perfect and looking at yourself in the mirror and not seeing that same type of reflection because the world says you should look this way. Um, having that low self-confidence, having that low esteem, having that fear and just comparing yourself um, in that season and in that moment of those high school days. Then we go into college and young adult uh, years and we still got this tug of war going on, right? And so we still have that depression. Uh, we still are a lot of times unorganized. Uh, we have that peer pressure to party and hang out when we know we should be hitting the books, but because we have this freedom, again, we're going through this tug of war, how we should really live through life. The partying, um, sometimes we, we put the degree on the pedestal and we put God to the back burner because this degree is going to get us where we want to get to, maybe not God. <laughs> and then we're start to, starting to accumulate some debt too, right? So now we have even more things from the high school that's being accumulated when we get into our college and young adult years. Then us as millennials, like me over here, uh, we go from the, the peer pressure to the people pleasing. So, so it keeps, everything just keeps growing. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I've I, I built up a little bit of self-confidence, but if I put this out there, I don't know how people are going to respond to it. If I put this out there, I don't know how my congregation is going to respond to it, or my mom, or my dad, or my people in my circle. And so not only do we have that, we still have that the depression arising because now we have a whole bunch of debt that we can't, that we can't pay for right now. Um, a lot of times we're still even unorganized as we get into our adulthood, where we're making less money than uh, the generations before us and we're more educated. And then we're trying to figure out our purpose. And we're like, hold up, did I just go to school all that time? And I don't even want to do anything I did with my degree. <laughs> so, so it just keeps going. And that tug of war just keeps going. And those strongholds just keep going because not only are we dealing with those different things, 
we're also dealing with relationship issues and uh, things that we've dealt with that we haven't even really fully addressed in our past. And then we get to Generation X and there's always, there's a Generation X tug of war as well. Um, so the days of our youth, we feel like it's fleeting and, you know, can I really do what God asked me to do? Uh, maybe not having that zeal in the workplace and knowing that, okay, retirement is, is not too far from now. Um, going through political policies and even possibly caring for our family um, in the future, because as we're getting older, of course, we have our, our parents we want to take care of. So in every step of life is preparation for what God has for us. And whether it's the good or bad times, it's not for us to go against God, but to stick with God and to be in a space where once he gives us the clarity, although as the high schooler we're going through these things or the young adult or the millennial or the generation X, wherever you are in your moment, um, the struggle is not defeated. I mean, the struggle is defeated. You know, we always say the struggle is real, but the struggle is also defeated in God because he said to arise, <laughs> he said, move forward. And so he said, I'm gonna help you change your mind. I'm gonna help you change and shift. And the great thing about the brain is it is so sophisticated that even in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, beyond the development period, it will do what you say, what you want it to do. Every single day you have a new habit, your brain is gonna train itself to make that new habit on autopilot. <laughs> All right, let's get this one. Let's get this thing going. Let's get this new habit going. Let's get this new habit going. So it is so sophisticated, not only the physical body itself, but then when you attach the Holy Spirit to it, Man, there is nothing that we can't do and move beyond the struggles of life that we have. Because at the end of the day, we want to be able to drop that rope. <laughs> we don't want to be staying on that rope for days, years, and months. It is time to drop that rope. And for anybody out there that has been holding on to that rope, it's time to heal. And it's time to move past your pains, your struggles, and strongholds so that you can do what God has for you. And it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, it's going to happen. Mary was a teenager when she had Jesus, more than likely was a teenager, which means the purpose of who she was and who she was becoming happened at a young age. So teenagers out there, don't think because you're young that you can't fulfill a promise in God or begin your purpose. I'm not saying go out there and get pregnant because that's not what we're talking about, but <laughs> we are talking about whatever God's purpose is in you. Samuel, he, was, he became a prophet and God was calling him at an early age. David, even in his young, uh, young adult youth, was, was anointed to be king. Um, and, and it's important to remember that although all these different people, depending on their youth or how old they were, they were preparing for the next phase. Because even as David was uh, anointed as king, he wasn't king the next day. He was preparing for what all of that will look like in the future. Uh, Noah was in his 500s when he fully learned of what was, what was his purpose. But before then, he was with God all of that time. And he hit his 600s <laughs> when he got on that boat. So for all of those who are in that generation X, don't think that because you're older that you can't begin or that you have not been preparing for what God is going to bring next to you. Um, even Jesus, he started his mission when he was around 29, 30, which, which says he lived 90% of his life before the purpose even began. He may have been 30 and he may have been young, but he still lived 90% of his life. So don't think that, again, if you're older or other people have started in their ministry before you, that you can't do it. That is too late for you. Um, we heard that Delita, when she answered the call, because not only people who are biblical are answering the call, we're answering the call today. 
And so Delisa said, even with herself in her ministry, she wasn't sure how the gift was going to come up. She thought it was going to be as a lawyer, but God showed her, I need you to be a coach for my people. I want you to coach your own family. I want you to coach women. Um, even uh, Fasayo, she's, you know, she had to come out at some point and had to arise to go ahead and have a vision board and beauties conference. Um, Toyosi, who's up here, um, had to at some point arise to get to where she's gotten to. Um, Vivian had to arise. I believe I was reading in 2013 was when she started her mission. Um, MM published her book in, in 2018. So all of us, even now, you know, we don't want to always look, we can look to the, to the biblical um, example, but even us right now are rising to the occasion of what God has given us and walking in that purpose. And those are, those are people in all different age ranges. So don't ever think that it is too late for you. But when you gain clarity in God, when you know your purpose, when you know who God is, when you know who you are in Christ, when you know who you are in Christ, not just who you are, but who you are in Christ and have risen beyond your struggles, you can live out the mission, y'all. You can live out the mission. You can move beyond that. You can arise from yourself. You can arise from your environment. You can arise from your old way of thinking. You can arise from negative people that should not be around you. You can arise from disorganization and strategize. You can arise so you can live with everything happening around you. You can arise because the Holy Spirit is upon you. And you can arise because the work has to be finished in you. It has to be finished in you. It is a season, it is the year, it is the decade. You are here on this earth. You are birthed at this moment. Arise right now because God has given you the moment and the clarity. And so how do I get to that place? How do I come to myself? How do I um, gain a better way of understanding who God is? How do I gain clarity? How do I understand who I am? And so I call this the stay in practice method. Stay in practice. So like a sport, you got to practice. <laughs> so you can change your habits, change your patterns, change your thoughts. Um, and if you practice long enough, when it's game time, when God says it's time to arise, you're going to do it without the fear. <laughs> you can do it because you really believe it because now you have been cultivating this relationship with him. So the stay in practice method, the first thing to do and there's three within these. The first thing is you have to start to pray consistently, uh, read the Bible consistently, and meditate consistently. And this can be all done in, in one setting. So allowing yourself to read the word and allow it to read you. My dad said, when you read the word, it's going to read you. <laughs> so it's going to always convict you as well. So when you're reading the Bible, it's going to convict you and say, all right, I've been doing some things that I shouldn't really be doing. Um, telling yourself even the opposite of what you've been thinking about yourself. So when you read the Bible, it allows you to kind of make more of a better and a positive affirmation about yourself. Man, I have been, you know, the, the, the worst person this year. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be the, the best person this year. Whatever that negative thing is that you've been telling yourself, the Bible will help you to cultivate it to who you really are and to who God really thinks you are and who he knows you to be. And not only that, when you start that self-examination phase, you start to peel back the layers of the different things that has been holding you back, that low confidence, that low self-esteem, that fear. And so when we get closer to God, when we humble ourselves and really be, we're really drawn to him um, in a way um, that is consistent, he's going to start shifting you. He's going to start changing you. 
And who you used to be is not going to be the same way. As I started reading the Bible little by little, I saw myself drinking less and less. <laughs> and there was nothing but God that helped me to get from drinking every single day, drinking bottles on a regular basis, to not drinking at all. And so that is going to be the initial step in being consistent in reading the Bible, praying, and meditating. And you have to do that at least four times a week. Why four times a week? Because statistics show that if you read the Bible four times a week, just 30 minutes a day, that's two hours out of your whole week. If you read the Bible four days consistently every week, the different strongholds, the different habits, and different patterns will change from 30 to 60%. They will start to decrease by 30 to 60% when you are consistently reading the words of God. So it is imperative that you do the first thing in the standing your practice method is to read the Bible, pray, and meditate. That's only so far two hours of your week. The next thing is to practice your talents and your gifts. And so sometimes we can think, okay, well, it's a gift and it's just, it's just gonna come when it's gonna come. No, you should be setting aside time, whether you're a writer, a photographer, um, a speaker, or whoever and whatever your gift is, you should be setting aside time twice a week for an hour each time to work on your writing, to work on your photography, to research what are the best angles to take a picture, to research what is the best software, all those different things within your, your talents and your gifts, you need to be practicing that. And so that brings you only to what, four hours a week that you are doing and, and gaining clarity of who you are and your purpose and how God wants to use you. And then the third thing is to be of service in your congregation and, or be of service in the community. And so when I was coming out of my alcoholism, I said, okay, well, I know I can sing, so I'll be a part of the choir. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I know I can help people um, paint their houses or whatever for Habitat for, of, uh, Habitat for Humanity. So I help them with, you know, painting and all that kind of stuff. But all of those things help me to stop looking at myself um, and to help someone else out once a week. Um, help somebody else out in their time of need. And so when you do the stay in practice method, reading your Bible, praying and meditating, you're practicing your talents and your gifts, you are helping other people um, and you are ministering in your own congregation. This is the formula. So then you can go into what Delita said. Now, at, now after you have gotten all these different things, all right, now we're gonna go into um, your, telling your story, um, knowing who, how to tell your story, your target audience. But you got to make sure that you arise from yourself, you arise from your environment, you arise from negative thinking, you arise from all the different things that has been holding you back. And all of us can do it. I know as an addict, <laughs> if I can do it, if God can deliver me, I pray the alcoholism away. I say, God, I don't want to like the alcohol. I don't like the, like the taste of it. And because if the alcohol is, is there, the, the sex is there as well, I need, I need to not have either one of these. You got to take away the sex and the alcohol because I like both too much. So help me <laughs> to get rid of all the different things that have been messing me up and that have been strongholds for me. And this is the exact step system that I use during that time frame when God said, it's time to arise, Kendra, no more of that craziness. You, you got to do better. I have a ministry for you. I have a work for you. These are the different things I did. So stay in practice, read your Bible, pray and meditate, practice your talents and your gifts and be of service. So that when God comes to you and he says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you, you can walk in your purpose. Ladies, that's all I have for you. Drop the rope, drop the rope, 
drop the rope. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that has been an encouragement for you. I'm hoping that something that I said, um, you can take away from that um, and start to work on it for yourself and for what God has for you. Um, so right now, uh, go ahead and put your second goal on your board. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's a mindset goal because we haven't had to have a mindset shift. <laughs> so if you have a mindset goal, go ahead and put that up there. Um, and you have about uh, five minutes uh, to go ahead and add that goal to your, to your work. Though the earth may pass away, the word remains the same. 